Hey, what's up? Skinny from Mushroom Head here, and you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Broadcast. Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I'm Bruce. And I'm Chris. Today we've got a really good show for you. We've got Skinny from Mushroom Head, and I don't know if you checked these guys out, but boy, I really love them. Man, I was just listening to that. To heresy, and not only is the song killer, but the video is like, like the girl with the one eye, and it's like it's just so fucked up to watch. That's the thing I I really dig about this this these guys and bands like this. They put as much time into the image as they do the music, and in the end, it comes out to be like something really freaking great. You know, it kind of reminded me of like a New York City art project. Yes. I don't yes, know. it's very, very artsy, very, but so, so well done. Oh, yeah. Videos are amazing. Yeah, I don't mean like, I just mean the theatrics of it. It seems so. Yeah. I know they're from Columbus, but it, it has a New York vibe to it. I think so. And I think everything that they do, you know, going back and looking to their videos and listening to this, everything they do, they do is on like this high level of. Of professionalism, it looks amazing and it sounds amazing too. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want, we'll go ahead and uh, go ahead and get Skinny on the line, see what he's got to say. Let's do it. Hello. Hey, how are you, man? What's happening? Much. Thank you for joining us. I'm Bruce. This is my partner, Chris. Hey, man. How are you doing? Excellent, man. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Thanks, Thanks for joining for us. Time. How are things over in? Are you in Columbus or you're in Ohio now? Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. Sunny Cleveland, Ohio. Sunny Cleveland. <laughs> Hello. Cle- Absolutely. I bet you he's <laughs> never heard that, Bruce. I know. Well, we, I'm very cliche. I'm sorry. We say it all the time. Spinal tap, though, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, so, Cleveland. Isn't that the spot I, where they're going in into uh, in from the puppet show? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I don't know how many times we got to tell you our name first, puppet show last, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get started, I think we have a mutual friend. Are you friends with Jeremiah? Jeremiah, are we talking trauma? Which Jeremiah? Trauma. Yeah, trauma. Hey, Pete. Yeah, yeah, trauma. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I haven't talked to him in a while, but man, yeah, we were real tight. We did a lot of touring together. I thought, I know I've had, I have a cooking show as well on the side. It's a heavy metal cooking show. And he's been through here a couple times and done some episodes with me. Really good guy. Yeah, he's, he's really, really a blast, man. Just a, a lot of fun. Love that guy. Absolutely. Cool. I didn't mean to sidetrack you, but anyway, we well, can talk cool. about mushroom. No so, uh, go ahead, Chris. You want to no, jump I'll, in first? Oh yeah. Have, uh, yeah, so, I was just saying, no worries on the on, on the trauma talk, man. You talk to him, tell him I said what's up. <laughs> do. <laughs> so I I just finished watching uh, the video for Heresy, and holy fuck, dude! How in the hell did you get that video shot? That is stunning visually. The song is fucking killer too. The, the video itself, I was just like, how in the hell did they get this done? Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate that. We actually did all that ourselves right here at home in our uh, little studio. We got a sound stage where we rehearse or, um, you know, like in, in this instance, we can build sets and, you know, set them up and film them. So uh, it, we, we were kind of stuck doing it ourselves just because of this whole COVID thing. Not many people are working. So that means you can't rent a whole lot of lighting or production style stuff, track and dolly, things of that nature, or even to hire out on extra crew type of people from gaffers to riggers. 
So we were kind of just stuck doing um, a lot of the production ourselves and we kept it kind of tight and uh, just did what we could with it. And, you know, I think of the, a lot of the visual ends up looking that way because of the pacing of the song itself. The music uh, really dictated how the look of that thing was going to be. And, um, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to have some of our own gear. So we spend the time playing with uh, film speed, frame rates and things of that nature to be able to, you know, slow that stuff down and still have it look fluid. It's kind of the uh, Lord of the Rings effect is, is what we were going for. So, oh, yeah. yeah, we were just talking about that before we got on that whole. I don't know if that is. Is that stop motion? That's you got some weird thing going on in there that just is crazy looking. Yeah, um, some of that stuff is just skipped and removed frames, so it just... Ah, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and then the other stuff is slowed down, and when it's put back into normal, you know, speed, you know, it's, you know, we call it ramping or whatever, um, there, there's a lot of those kind of effects as well. We try to stay real practical, so, like, all those sets are real, those sparks are real, uh, you know, the ceiling's leaking for real, uh, <laughs> you know, not a whole lot of post-production stuff, but uh, uh, thank you again, because we're real proud of it. I, we really, yeah, that's phenomenal. Happy with the way it looks, man. And it's a killer tune as well. The the song, uh, a lot of the vocals were actually recorded at Abbey Road in oh, wow. Uh, London. Oh, wow. Yeah, last time we were we played London, we were on a UK tour. We uh, were fortunate enough to uh, book the morning that we were, were playing London that night. We booked the afternoon and morning at, at Abbey Road. And we got in there and all the... Uh, uh, Jackie and J-Man's vocals were recorded at Abbey. So it's funny, even though it's got that killer video, every time I hear that song, I'm sitting right back in Abbey Road. <laughs> so I've got so many questions right now. First, I want to tell you that that chorus or that her We Feed the War Machine is stuck in my head. I can't get that out. That's like an earworm for sure. Right on. Right on. But yeah. second of all, what was it like being in the one of the most legendary studios in the world? It, it would, that whole thing was surreal. It took a minute. Until we actually started down and sit, sit down and started tracking, uh, we were in Studio B where they did Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, Jesus! So, right, <laughs> so just sitting there is like holy shit. This is where it all went down, huh? And then after we, you know, started working, uh, you know, things kind of just got n to normal. But when we were just walking around and checking the place out they, in one of the big rooms, they were setting up for one of the orchestras because they do so many soundtracks over there, and uh, it was just crazy to see how big some of those rooms are where they actually, you know, record orchestras. It's it, it just, it's nuts. And just being there, you know, you think, you know, everyone thinks of the, uh, of the road and they want to get the picture of them walking across the Abbey road. Well, let me tell you, it's nothing but people trying to get that picture all day long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's not, the road is not empty. There's about a hundred people trying to get that photo. So it's just pure chaos. So we were like, well, yeah, enough of that. Let's go back to work. Uh, we did try to get the photo, though. <laughs> well, you have to, successful? right? No, we were not. There was a few of us that, that uh, got, you know, three or four of us walking at the right time. But, uh, yeah, no, we weren't successful. <laughs> they, they need, a, they need like, a, a policeman there being like, okay, who's next? You know, like a little someone to gauge the line. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of, uh, like you know, homes and like apartments that live right there. So I would imagine the local residents must just get furious and awful sick of it. Cause I mean, oh, we were yeah. there, we actually got to record there twice and it was a little over a year apart. And, uh, it was the same thing the whole time. Just people. <laughs> oh no. So I imagine it happens every day. Yeah. You're living there 
And at first you're like, oh man, I'm living on Abbey Road. This is so cool. And then and then after a year you're like, oh God, I just want to cross the fucking street. <laughs> right. It's 24 hours a day. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Yeah. When you guys are writing Mushroom Head records and songs, are you guys thinking of uh, like the whole production behind it? Is it like a thought or are you writing the songs and then adding the production to it later? Yeah, I think the production comes later most of the time. Every now and again, you know, someone will have an idea that'll stick stick with it. Uh, for an example, we were just talking about the heresy. As soon as we had got the, those main lines down written uh, before they were you know, fully recorded at Abbey Road or whatever, that, that we feed the war machine, I had the idea. I was like, man, I just see Jackie putting a baby in a bomb. And this was, you know, almost <laughs> two years ago. And sure enough, we pulled it off. So sometimes, you know, they, they, they go hand in hand. But most of the time, the, the, the audio will dictate the visual. It'll set the mood and the pacing of the editing and just even the way it's filmed, the lighting, so on. Right. Okay. There's a lot of, um, a lot of synth work in that track. Um, what are you guys using? Are you using hardware synths, software synths, Pro Tools, Logic, Cubase? How are you kind yep. of going about doing that? We're, we're Pro Tools over here, and there's a lot of um, like old-school MIDI stuff. A lot of the keyboards on this album were tracked with an older Kurzweil, I that, 5200. or So it's MIDI'd out on, off of a controller. And then there's some software as well. Um, there's quite a few different um, software plugins that we use for keyboards and synth sounds and textures. Sometimes it's not even like a, a sound. It, it's more of a, a sound design, yeah. if you will. Right. Um, we're, we're big on that just because, you know, we try to make a lot of the music have space to, um, showcase those elements. I, I think when there's a lot going on, you know, like a lot of notes being played from drums to guitars and a lot of vocals chopping, uh, it's hard to put in those, uh, those, you know, th those little elements that kind of define the mushroom head sound. So on this album, we really focused on making some space for sounds to be big, but for everything to be heard. No, that's really cool. And and I'm I'm actually kind of shocked to hear you say you use Pro Tools because often Pro Tools gets this kind of reputation that you can't work with MIDI and Pro Tools because it's terrible. But I've never run into an issue using MIDI and Pro Tools, so I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, we, we call it PTSD, Pro Tools Stress Disorder. Around. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us have it. It's just, you know, it's the nature of the beast. Things get quirky and things just slow tools. We got a million names for oh, it. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we run a lot of tools live, too, because we have backtracks that go along, you know, with, with the click track that I play, too. So, uh, you know, um, it's it's been pretty good to us. I mean, it's, it's kind of standard stuff. And I think that that's more of the... The, the thing with this camp is everyone's kind of uh, well-versed in Pro Tools versus, say, Logic or something else. So uh, it's easy for us to pass around files and, you know, uh, uh, contribute and uh, collaborate easily. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I've been a recording engineer for 20 years, and and I've only ever used Pro Tools. So it's like I, I go into other software sometimes because I, I also own a virtual instrument company. Oh, right and, on. and uh, so I have to use other software to test, and I always just come back home to Pro Tools because it's just so familiar. It's like a, it's like an old couch, you know. You don't want to get rid of it because it's comfortable. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I hoard TDM rigs. I've got. I've got a six nine rig. I've got an eight rig, and then I've got um, two HD rigs. As a matter of fact, so I've got like four rooms set up, uh, and you know, pre production all the way down to you know mixing. There's an SSL XL desk here, and um, we do quite a Damn. bit. Of so um, you know, like we're heavy into the production, heavy on the nerd end of it. Like it the shows. cameras. We own a red. But I was gonna say, I think in the end it shows because the product is like we were talking about before we got on there. So much higher in production value than you know, like ninety percent of the stuff I see or hear. Right on. No, I, and I, I really appreciate that because you know we we take a lot of pride in our work and like even with this in you know, the cinematography stuff, it's all shot on red six K stuff with what? you know more more high end lenses. So we've got to have computers that'll handle running six K footage. So Perfect. we've got some crazy trash cans that can handle you know, a lot of, a lot of data. So like I said, we're pretty fortunate. And then, um, real quick, jump back about, uh, software. I, I was going to say we, we stumbled across this, um, uh, Avenger vengeance VPS, uh, Avenger VPS, I believe is what it's called. It's, uh, it, it's a software that, uh, it has a killer sound design stuff. We stumbled on it late in the game, uh, making this album. I wish I would have had it throughout the entire time, but I've got it now. So it's in the arsenal, but if you guys get a chance check that stuff out, it's, it's awesome. What's it called? Vengeance right. VPS. Is it like a virtual instrument? It's a virtual instrument. And I think it's Avenger. Okay. Uh, it's Avenger VPS, I think is what it is, or maybe it's vengeance VPS. One of the two. Is it, maybe it's um, is it a contact instrument or no, it's a, it's a third party gimmick. Uh, hang on. I, Launch tools really quick right here. No, I'm looking at it right now. It's killer, dude. Uh, and you can buy the, uh, the the little packs for like seventy or eighty bucks. I forget what they are. All I know is I got my. I spent like twelve hundred bucks real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It, holy shit! This it's, thing is insane. It's insane, dude. The sounds are just. You talk about sound design and horror movies and just super hardcore techno sounds and. Just, it's really fresh and exciting, man. Killer arpeggiators and filters galore. Like, it's it's deep, man. Like I said, we got it late in the game. Uh, I'm finishing the album. I, but like I said, I got it now, so <laughs> you're yeah. going to hear it all over the next album. But uh, it's, yeah, you get a minute, check that shit out. You'll really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I kind of got sidetracked from the interview here because you brought this on. He's gone down the Sweetwater. Uh... Sorry, sorry. I'll get back. I'll get back. I'm back on track. Yeah, so, no, don't worry. They'll send you a little bag of candy. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So you said you guys we were using. I Bruce is going to get mad at me because I always go down the tech aisle. But um, you were shooting with a red at 6K. Mm-hmm. Um, to get that slow motion footage, were you guys shooting at like 60 and slowing down to 30? How, 48. You were shooting 48, at 48 and then down to 30? Back to 24. Back to 24. Oh, wow. Crazy. So all that, all that was shot at 200%. Uh, so those guys actually had to sing with it twice as fast. Yeah, yeah. Still maintain the emotion. Oh, wow. Which is, so, now, I, now I get it, because <laughs> in Lord of the Rings... They shot it at 48 and then slowed it down to 24 to get that yep. ghostly effect in some scenes. Yes, so that's what that's what we did for the, almost the whole thing. Now, what video card are you using to run 6K? You know, believe it or not, um, it's the we don't have anything special. The, that little trash can that we have back in the one room is screaming fast. I don't know. I think it's like 16 core or 12 cores. Oh yeah, it's it's gigantic. 
it's ridiculous. Um, you know, and if you get more than like seven or eight lines of six K going, it'll start to bother you. But <laughs> I, I, I don't really work like that. I'm not a messy guy. I, I like to go through my shots, pick what I like and then organize. And a lot of times, you know, I, I'll write the shots out. I'll have a shot list and then put it together and then say, well, you know what? We need to relight that. We need to reset and redo that. So, um, like as an example, I think we shot for seven days and edited for five, but in between those days, there was days off and we re literally went back and refilmed the same shot. You say, you know, there was a shadow or something we didn't like and just right. moved a couple of things. So, you know, thank God we have our own space and the time and the patience to do it. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. I mean, and, and right now all we have is time. Like everyone's just sitting around. You can't tour, you can't really do much. Right. So, okay. so you, we're going to go heavy on the videos. That's what we decided. Let's just spend the summer making some really compelling visuals and, and put it to our, our music. Cause I think that the album is, very cinematic in and of itself when you listen to it it's pretty deep i mean i know it's long but some of those songs are you can just close your eyes and there's a lot of imagery that just happens naturally like i said it's a very cinematic album and uh uh I, i'm i'm really really excited for it man that's it's heavy but it's catchy that's what i keep saying like that that chorus still sticks in my head i'm sitting there talking to you and i see i don't know what her name is but i see her singing we feed the war machine over and over with the one eye and it's stuck in my head yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackie LaPanza. We call her Miss Danger. There you go. Hey, I've got a question for you. So you guys are super theatrical, and I usually ask this of most theatrical bands. Uh, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you on stage? Oh, man. Because I'm sure there's some. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's kind of a kind of a tough question because, like, so much stuff happens, you, you, you kind of kind of forget about a lot of it. Um, I don't know about crazy, but, you know, there's uh, a lot of moments where uh, – you know, things malfunction and, uh, there's a lot of moments where you can't read ex facial expressions, uh, you know, oh, like the masks, masks. Yeah. So you kind of don't really know what, you know, it's pilot to bombardier, pilot to bombardier, you don't know <laughs> at all. But, um, a, a couple summers ago we did the hell and heaven fest in Mexico city and there was 46,000 and it was like our biggest crowd ever. And we just flew in to do the one-off, you know, we, we were part of the festival. It was a three-day festival or whatever. And there's this tune we do live. It's called We Are The Truth. And uh, one of Jackie's things is in the second verse, she like always stands on the crowd, like walks out, you know, in uh, clubs and, you know, smaller festivals. It's fine. I was like, I don't know. We're in Mexico City. It's a big crowd. You probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Next thing you know, she's like, I can't even see her. She's like the size of like a Star Wars figure or something. <laughs> she's so out and she just kept going and kept going and i'm like she's never gonna make it back in time but <laughs> the, the wireless microphone held out and she was singing standing on top of the crowd you know. that's really cool yeah forty six thousand people it was just insane took her a while though the song ended before she got back that's for sure <laughs> that's such a cool <laughs> so get, festival it was probably yeah. hot as hell too yeah it was really fun uh i remember uh uh it was it was Fear Factory, Mushroom Head, and Ghost, like right in a row on the oh, the, wow. the, way the, the stages were flip flopping. Uh, yeah, it, it was killer, man. It was it was an honor to be part of it, but uh, it was crazy watching her. You know, basically crowd surf forty six thousand. I, I had the I pleasure of meeting the the uh, organizer of that event in 20, uh, 2016. On he was on seventy thousand tons of metal, and oh, uh, I was there, and I was drinking beer on the beach and. And I'm just chatting with this guy. What do you do? Oh, I 
I run Heaven and Hell in Mexico. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> right on. It's it's huge, man. It, it was really cool. Uh, Rammstein was actually the uh, headliner. Fuck. So it was amazing because, you know, it's, it's Mexico. So their pyro laws are a little more loose. So the show was just <laughs> off the chain, man. It was nice. great. A friend of mine was down there videoing it this year. And he said, there's no, there's no sound check rules. He's like, I was at my hotel at like one in the morning and they were doing sound check. I could hear it. And I was like eight blocks away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Things are definitely a little more loose there. Yeah. Yeah. Was man. it difficult? Was it difficult playing in front of 46,000 people as opposed to like a normal mushroom head crowd? Did you have separate nerves or was the show a show? You know, it, it's weird because you get that mask on. And for me, you know, I play to a click track uh, as well. So when I got the in-ears on, I got the mask on. And if I don't look up, it's really no different, you know. Um, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, even doing this 27 years, that was what I think that was 2015, 2016. We did that uh, that festival. But, um, man, now when you see that size of crowd, I don't care who you are, that, that'll take your breath away. So it was a lot of, ah, oh, just, just look down and play, you know. <laughs> I'll, Still, en- I'll enjoy it when much. it's over. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly how it was, too. It was like, wow, we made it through, you know. So when it's when it's that insane, you know, all those butterflies come back, at least for me, you know. Like, you get up there and it's like, wow. Oh, sure. It's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. personally, it, it, that, that, that's a hell of an experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I, I know s- you said you. Go ahead, right, Sorry. I was gonna say, I know you said you've been at this twenty-seven years or so. Do you ever imagine you'd still be doing it? Um, you know, it's weird because I never really thought of it any differently. Uh, I've been getting up every day for twenty-seven years and saying, "How can I pimp out my band today?" You know, what what can we do, <laughs> right. you know, to keep you know keep keeping on, you know? And that's it. I, I'm very blessed to be able to uh, make art and music, and uh, you know, have a have really good friends and have you know. Uh, a life surrounded by creating stuff. I, you know, I don't take any of this for granted at all. And it's not like I just look at it and say, Oh, I'm in a heavy metal band. and I'm just a drummer. No, no, no. I, I'm an artist and I'm very fortunate to, to do what I do. When I look back, it's crazy to think it's been 27 years. I have no idea where it went and went really fast. Right. Um, but it is kind of cool to look back and say, well, part of that was these eight albums. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you do, right. you do have something to show for it. And so touring uh, and, my God. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of experiences being all over the you know all over the world and stuff. You know, like like I said, I, I'm really blessed, but um, never really thought of it like I'm going to do this forever. It's just this is just what I'm doing, right? When That's I, great. When I was listening to this, it it reminded me almost like a New York City art show, you yeah. know, like a theatrical art show. <clears throat> so I was like, yeah. oh, they must be from New York. And then I look <laughs> it up. I'm like, Ohio. Cleveland. What? Where, where does this come from? You know. So, so did you get influenced by the New York art scene in any way, or is this just something that happened, just by way of it happening? No, I think this album is just a little bit more honest and more cohesive. I think than some of our past efforts. Um, I think it's not just like by an art show or theater, so to speak. But I think that that mentality is kind of always rang true throughout what Mushroom Head was trying to accomplish. Um, as an example, like Pink Floyd, the wall is a humongous influence on all of us. And it always has been, doesn't even matter the lineup. Everyone has a gigantic respect for that. And just as, um, and as a, as a whole and as an entirety, as a, the way it's presented, 
there's more than music. There's more than just a movie. There's there's a lot of emotion that's captured, and it translates really well. So I think we've we tried to, you know, use that type of thing more so than you know, like Broadway or something. You know. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean Broadway. I mean more like Andy Warhol. Sure, sure, sure. Because it, it's very much that collective. It's it's a lot of uh, artists, you know, putting things together and collaborating and uh, ultimately define defining a scene. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's Bruce? pretty cool. I don't have anything else. That was pretty great, though. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time talking with us today, and and good luck with the record, man. I I I'm going to be sharing it everywhere today. Awesome, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. We're really proud of it. And uh, I, I can't, you know, thank you guys enough for your time and to help spread the word. Really, really appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you guys and without the fans. Absolutely, man. It's, it's all, it all really matters. And, you know, thank God we've got, you know, some, something else to put out and talk about besides the, the bologna virus, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, when we were sitting there today, I, I finally got on, I was thinking I was telling you, I don't know if I was telling you, but we do these podcasts like once a, once or twice a month where we can fit them in all day. And I look forward to it because my real job is dealing with all this nonsense that's going on outside. And this is like a total escape getting to deal with, you know, talk to some great people and talk metal and, and be sidetracked for a day. It's wonderful. Absolutely. You know, all the, all the, the blessings are out there, you know. It's not all doom and gloom, you know. <laughs> no, you're not. right. I love your attitude. Yeah, we're 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 real uh, real optimistic about the future, you know. The hopefully the roaring twenties come back and show the world what it's all about here, you know. Beautiful. You hey, have no. a, a fantastic evening and be safe. All right, thanks, you guys. Take care, and I'll enjoy that software. Thank you. Absolutely, dude. Check it out. Take care. You send him down a wormhole for sure. Oh, I'm dead. My wife's going to kill me. <laughs> we'll see you later. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.